0: to take to the open road and let the wind and bugs fly your way. In fact, bring on the bugs they can't stop your quest for highway enlightenment, GEICO ensures not only your car, but also that fine-looking bike of yours, with a custom-tailored policy and the best rates for you. So next time you suit up for adventure, make sure to take GEICO along for the ride. GEICO
1: Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Money 105.5. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owner, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 1055, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and
0: your legacy. Now, your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour with John and Rena. I'm John.
2: Hi, and I'm Rena.
0: Today's topic is about overcoming busyness. How are you doing, Rena?
2: Oh, I've been so busy. You wouldn't believe. I went to a seminar last week. I'm trying to just get caught up this week. I'm just really, really busy. How about you, John? How are you doing?
0: Me too. Man, I'm just so busy. (laughs) We sure hear that a lot from a lot of people. It's, uh, It's something that I think we're proud of in a way. We get really busy and we're like, hey, I'm doing good because I'm busy. I'm not sitting around idle. Seriously,
2: it's like a badge of honor, right? People walking around boasting about how busy they are.
0: Right. And in some ways, it's a whole lot better than the alternative. It's a lot better than being idle. Mm. We certainly don't want to be idle. um, But busyness, we think busyness, the word busy, is a four-letter word. (laughs) It's not really that great. Better than being idle, but there's something far better than being busy. And being busy isn't the problem. You know, we say, hey, why don't you come do this? Oh, no, I'm too busy. Busy is not the problem. It's the symptom.
2: Symptom of a bigger problem, huh? Yes. Awesome.
0: Busyness is a symptom of being unfocused, doing too many things, not saying no to things that we should be saying no to, and then oftentimes it ends up not saying yes to the things that we should say yes to.
2: Well, and aren't there just so many things to say, have to say yes or no to? It seems to me like as every year goes on, there's more and more options of things to opt into or have to opt out of. There's just so many offerings available, right? There sure are. It's just more and more and more.
0: Yeah, especially as business owners, you know, we get into the, the world of entrepreneurship, and we're offered to go attend a whole ton of different things, and we have to choose between those things.
2: Yeah, and if you're a parent, there's sports for kids, there's community activities, uh, things to improve yourself, to fix your house. There's just tons and tons of options available out there.
0: Yep, but I want to present with you all an end-of-life perspective. If you're at the very end of your life, are you really going to be wishing you were more busy? <laughs> probably not. My guess is you probably won't. So the question is, at the end of life, what's really going to matter to you? And are you really going to put your time and energy into the things that matter most because you need to do those things now. Otherwise, you'll be regretting that you had not done those things at the end of your life. And I can share with that from my experience when I thought I was at the end of my life and had my heart attack in 2005. There's a moment there I really seriously thought that might be the last moments of my life and I had a review. And I wasn't wishing I had been more busy. I wasn't wishing I had been more prudent in my life. I was wishing I had taken bigger risks and I had really gone for it.
2: So you're talking about not playing small, not playing it safe, just really playing full out, fully engaging. Yes. So you're not filling your life with the little things, but like with the really the bigger things in life. Yeah, the
0: really important things. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what would it look like if we were engaged in the really important things? So we'll go back to our role play. Hey, Rena, how are you doing?
2: You know, it's amazing. I feel like I am fulfilling my life's purpose. I have been doing the most amazing things. How about you, John? How have you been doing? I'm crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: That feels so much better than I'm busy. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. it does feel a lot better. Yes. Real different there.
0: Yep. So a part of this is about time management, but it's really a lot of times there's deeper issues than just time management. You know, A lot of folks will say, oh, you know, if you're too busy, then get control of your calendar and put in the things that you want and, you know, take out the things you don't want. And there's mechanics of that. Surely, you know, some of that would be involved. But we find that there are deeper things going on than just that.
2: So time management ends up being... A bit of a smaller conversation than what we want here. Certainly. Take a look at what's behind what looks like busyness. What's going on there? What's making that happen?
0: Yeah. So let's draw a comparison. A lot of alcoholics, they can't stay away from drink because they have a wound. They have a deep wound, and they're drinking so that they don't have to feel. That might not be everybody, but that's often the case. I think a lot of times we're busy in a similar fashion. We are busy so we can be so distracted that we don't have to feel, and we don't have to visit and remember those uncomfortable experiences, past experiences that we had, and we can just keep ourselves distracted.
2: Well, isn't that fascinating because that's a socially acceptable way to stay away from being in those uncomfortable feelings because busy is like, more than socially acceptable. It's like seen as a good thing. Right. And yet people stay busy because for some of us, and we invite you to check it out to see if it's true for yourself. I know we've, we've done some of it in our lives, you know, staying busy to not, to not experience those uncomfortable feelings.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Get so distracted and so busy that it feels better. I know, uh, Back in, uh, I think it was, what, 92, they had a big earthquake. Weird, Weird, I can't remember, in Santa Cruz. Oh, 89. 89. Yes. I can't remember the date. That's weird. (laughs) That's
2: amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Considering uh, your house fell down. Our house fell down
0: in the earthquake. (laughs) In
2: Santa Cruz. Totally
0: collapsed. And uh, we were homeless for a while. And what I remember is very striking is, you know, a lot of people are freaking out and this and that, and, you know, they're comforting each other. And we went, we ended up in my grandma's house, and her first reaction was to clean everything up. That was her response to get rid of the mess. And I think for her, it was a way of being busy so she didn't have to emotionally deal with all of everything that was going on.
2: Yeah. I can believe that. Now that you say that, I'm reminded of the night my mom passed away. I was 14 and got home from the hospital. I knew that we'd be having relatives over. So I just started quickly going about the house, c- cleaning up, putting things away. It was just this total activity, right? Those, those might be a little more bit of extreme examples, but certainly great examples of doing to not be feeling.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So in a way, busyness might be a kind of addiction for some of us. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Another part of it is a lot of times it's because we need love and acceptance. Now, that sounds weird. How can that come into play? <laughs> so what happens is we need love and acceptance, and so we are asked to do something by our boss, and we can't say no because we need love and acceptance from our boss. Or approval. Or approval.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or... You know, the family friend asks for something, and we can't say no because if we do that, then maybe they won't approve of us or they won't love us or won't accept us. And so it becomes a boundaries issue, but really it's things that are going on deeper inside, and it's not just the mechanics of, oh, I put too many things on my calendar. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Or it could be that we can't say no because we feel guilty.
2: Yeah, I I can relate to that. I'm really much better now than I used to be. But, um, in fact, I'm actually quite skilled at saying no to things because now that I'm clear on my life's purpose, I'm able to evaluate those opportunities. Does this really fit with who I am and what I stand for or not so much? So I'm able to decide based on that. But in the past, like when my kids were in elementary school, I remember I volunteered uh, to be an art docent, which is kind of ironic for a person who's legally blind to be teaching art, but it's not impossible. Not the best fit for me, but man, I felt so bad. <laughs> because we had we were pulling back on our spending, you know, setting out to live our dream and make our difference in the world and just needed to use our money for different things. So I couldn't contribute to the PTC and out of a straight sense of guilt, I volunteered for some things I wouldn't normally volunteer for. And that was just Just straight guilt. So I don't know how many of you can relate to that, but um, we find that there's a lot of reasons that people are busy and engaged in activities. So we invite you to take a look at some of those deeper things that might be moving you. And we're about to head into a break, and you can stay tuned for more on overcoming busyness. You're listening to the Impact Hour with John and Rena.
3: You can make a difference. Join John and Rena, the hosts of the Impact Hour, Money 105.5's newest show for a live event in Roseville. It's your chance to decide what your life will be all about. Go to SimplyGreatLives.com and register for your spot at the next seminar in Roseville, November 4th. Enter code Money 105.5 and get $25 off. As seen on Good Day Sacramento, John and Rena are making an impact. It's your turn. Go to SimplyGreatLives.com. Start your journey today.
1: You're listening to The Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great.
2: Welcome back to The Impact Hour with John and Rena. We are so stoked that you're here with us today. We're talking about time, and this is a timely topic. As we're getting geared up for the holidays, you're going to be hearing more and more how busy people are, and we want to give you some freedom. You don't have to be busy And there are some options. We've been looking at some of the deeper reasons why we stay busy in our lives. And I'm going to give you some empowering language right now. If you haven't been exposed to this, love it, love it, love it. There are three different words that we can use. Have to, choose to, and get to. And... What I find is a lot of people revert to the have-to. This is kind of like a societal norm. So now that I've said it, you're going to see it everywhere just to be aware. But the neat thing is is it gives you options for choosing new language. So if you think about something that you would typically say you have to do, consider, for example, paying bills. Yeah, I've got to pay my bills. And try on for size, I'm choosing to pay my bills. And that's going to feel a lot more spacious, right? Like you've got some choice. It's more of an empowered place to be. But if you want to take it even further, try on for size, I get to pay my bills. And I love the implication behind that because when we get to do something, not only is it a choice, there's some positive there. There's um, an opportunity there. So I get to pay bills because I've got the money to pay bills. I get to pay bills because I I receive services and and goods that I want. And that's just a much more empowered place to be. So apply this to your time management, and it'll feel much more free. It's also more honest. So to say, for example, yeah, I have to go to this holiday party isn't completely honest because there's a lot of choice there. And you can try on instead, say choose to. I'm choosing to go to the holiday party. The cool thing with that is you can choose not to go. If you want to utilize your time for something else, if it is something you want to do, you can say that you get to go to that holiday party. I want you to be aware of the words that you're using, step into something more empowered, and try to steer away from the have to. And instead, try the choose to or get to, and like I said, now that I've said this, you're going to see it everywhere on Facebook. In fact, I think they might might have changed it, but for a while there, if you got invited invited to an event, you could say going maybe or can't go. And I always felt so uncomfortable clicking can't go because it wasn't honest. I knew I was choosing not to go. I was choosing to do something else with my time instead. So I think you guys are going to like that an awful lot.
0: We could try that like right here. Okay. To say, "Man, we have to be on the radio."
2: <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or we could say, "We choose to be on the radio." Mhm. Sounds kind of neutral. Mm -hmm. But I think for us, it's like, woo we get to be on the radio.
2: (laughs) It is. Isn't it just filled with with excitement and opportunity? Yes. I love it. (laughs) I think people are really going to enjoy that. So you guys try that out. See what you think of that and let us know. By the way, if you want to call into the show, you're totally welcome to call in with your questions and comments about time and your impact. The number here at the studio is 866-576-1055. That's 866-576-1055. Here's an important thought, thought of the day. Everybody has the same amount of time. Now, it it almost looks like other people have more time, but, in fact, they have 24 hours every day just like you do and just like I do. Speak
0: for yourself. I have a box of five extra hours stashed away.
2: <laughs> oh, you reminded me. Saturday night, boom, an extra hour. <laughs> <laughs> but then they take it away in the fall, in the spring, so it's kind of not really yeah, Not
0: really true, <laughs> is it? No.
2: No. <laughs> no. So it's actually interesting when you get to thinking about how – People must use their time differently. So people who are out there making a really big impact in the world, you know, they have similar responsibilities as we do. A lot of people are still working. Uh, their impact may or may not be a part of that. And they make it happen anyways. So really it's a choice of how we're using our time I had an interesting experience this last week. I was uh, on an airplane. Uh, John and I went down to a seminar, personal development, speaker training, awesome stuff with our coaches. And as I was on the plane and going higher and higher up into the air, it got me thinking about a 30,000-foot view on my life. And it was fascinating because it's like I zoomed out and got a bigger perspective on my life. And it was kind of a spiritual experience because I felt God calling me up to play full out in life. And and I realized that those words are having more meaning for me than, than they probably do for anyone else, but really not holding back and really doing, taking risks, speaking the truth, um, calling people up to a higher standard and really fully engaging in it. And it might be look like I'm already doing that, and, and I am, and I know that I'm capable of more in how I use my time and how I use my energy and the specific activities I choose to engage in. So I just wanted to share that because it was, it was powerful for me. And I don't know, maybe you guys want to do a little 30,000-foot check on your own life and see from a bigger perspective, are you using your time in a way that makes sense you know, John's always bringing in the end-of-life perspective. When you reach the end of your life, are you going to be pleased with the way you utilized your time here? Are
0: you going to be proud of your life, or are you going to be going, oh, man?
2: <laughs> oh, man. No, we want to avoid that. That's, that's <laughs> not good. I had a powerful experience, actually, when, John, you had your second heart attack in 2014. Yes.
0: It was a very different experience for me, by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And. I had all kinds of things on my calendar, right? He didn't go and have it at a convenient time. <laughs> Darn, I should have picked a
0: better time for that.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, but really what I found is whereas my schedule was quite full with meetings and engagements and coaching and um, calls and different things that I had going on, suddenly my calendar became wide open my schedule was wide open because I chose out of those things because suddenly there really was something that was more important. And it was really powerful for me to see how much choice is involved with our day-to-day activities, that those are things that we're choosing into. And with that kind of evaluation, we may need to reevaluate our commitments. So I totally invite you to See the things that you're committed to, whether it's you know a more official-type commitment or an agreement with somebody or just something that you do on a regular basis. Feel free to evaluate for yourselves how important are those things to you in the big scheme of things, in what's really important to you in your life. Are your values being reflected in your calendar? And know that you get to pick those things based on what you want your life to be all about okay that it's not dictated for you you don't have to do x y and z you really have an enormous amount of choice with how you use your time had it this reminded me of i was we were coming back from our accountant's office and we were uh, paying our taxes And and I I found myself slipping into the I-have-to-pay-my-taxes thing. I'm like, you know what, I get to pay my taxes. And what a blessing that I've got income. Otherwise, I wouldn't be paying taxes in that I live in the country that I would choose to live in. And so I get to pay my taxes. It's not something that I have to do. So I encourage you to evaluate how you're spending your time and your commitments. If you find that you're in a commitment that's not really serving you, you can renegotiate that commitment. And I like that word because it implies to me really working with the people who are involved, communicating with them. That's different than just dumping a commitment, bailing, like not even telling the people you're going to be coming back, you know, things like that, but really communicating, hey, you know what, Um, I've really evaluated what's important to me and I'm going to be focusing my efforts over on this thing over here so I won't be coming to this group anymore i won't be participating in this thing anymore and i just wanted to let you know that and you can even say wonderful stuff like you know i really appreciate your effort for what you do here and you know you can leave a commitment in a good way it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a negative thing it's
0: like that movie are you gonna quit no no i'm not gonna quit i'm just not gonna go anymore (laughs) don't do that
2: (laughs) that would be office space that's quitting and staying no that's that's a a whole other that's
0: that's, uh leaving and not quitting
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness yeah so here's here's a neat idea i i was on a coaching call with my coach so i was the coachee um the other day and i loved what i heard her say she says you know we're going to invest some time here in this topic and that was really interesting i'd never heard somebody really talk about investing time. Usually we talk about spending time. It's like we've got a bank of time and we spend it here and we spend it there and we we're not... It's, again, it's not an empowered place. Uh, slightly more empowered is to say that we're using our time for this or for that. But consider, what do you want to invest your time in? What's really important to you? What's going to make a difference beyond you and beyond your life? And consider investing your time in those kinds of things.
0: A good way to look at that might be to do a comparison. It's like a this or that kind of comparison. Make a big old list of things that you could invest your time in. And in that list, you might put the things you're already investing your time in, spending your time on, however you want to think of it. And so you might go watch this TV show or spend time with my kids. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, spend time with my kids or go on a vacation. Or, you know, all these different things.
2: You can go golfing. You can fix up the house. You can get together with a friend. You can, you know, spend some time getting clear on your purpose. There's tons of options, right? Right.
0: Or even, you know, going to your job, going to work, you know, evaluating is your work a place where you find fulfillment or is it just a paycheck for you? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so do I go to my job or do I want to spend time influencing and contributing to the community and impacting people's lives in a significant way? Compare those things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times our job is just a paycheck, it's not our purpose. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you can't just quit your job, but over time you could find a new one that's something that would be an option. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times it's good just to compare what is really the best way to invest your time from an end-of-life perspective. Is this what I'd be proud of having invested my time into?
2: That's great. I love the idea of differentiating between how we're spending our time or how we're using our time or how we're investing our time. So I'm hoping that this topic this exploration is really beneficial to you the listeners we are heading into a break right now and if you're so inclined you're welcome to call in with your questions and comments at 866-576-1055 and you're listening to the impact hour with john and rena
3: This is Rob Warner with Guild Mortgage Company. Here's an important mortgage tip for you. Did you know homebuyer down payment assistance programs are not reserved only for first-time homebuyers? If you have owned a home previously and are looking to get back in the market, there may be options for you, too. Find out more at 916-932-0265. That's 916-932-0265. Or find me at robwarnerhomeloans.com. MLS number 825102. Guild Mortgage Company Equal Housing Lender. NMLS number 3274. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act.
4: This is a special announcement for all Americans who owe back taxes to the IRS or state. The IRS is hiring thousands of new employees to go after people just like you. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled returns, they're prepared to seize your bank accounts, garnish your wages, and take your home or business. It may feel like an impossible situation, but you're not alone. The attorneys and enrolled agents at US tax shield can help you get protected immediately stop the collection calls irs letters bank levies and wage garnishments and deal directly with the irs so you don't have to thanks to the new fresh start initiative u.s tax shield has already saved our clients millions of dollars in taxes fines and penalties that's why we have an a plus rating with a better business bureau so call now for your free no obligation consultation and have u.s tax shield pull your irs records find out exactly what you owe and give you a guaranteed price quote to resolve your case permanently call now 800 890- Nine seven fifty three zero eight eight hundred nine nine seven fifty three zero eight eight hundred nine nine seven fifty three zero eight. Is the stock
3: market overvalued, or can it go higher? What do rising rates in the U.S. and negative rates in Germany and Japan mean for the bond market? Can the real estate recovery continue? Hello, I'm Mo Ansari, host of Market Wrap and president of Compact Asset Management. Join me at my upcoming seminar on Wednesday, November 9th in Sacramento. During this free three-hour seminar, I will share my analysis of the stock, bond, and real estate markets. We will also discuss the Fed and its impact on your portfolio, plus how you might benefit from the volatility we are seeing. I will also set aside some time to answer questions about your favorite stock, mutual fund, or any investment questions you have. Join me on Wednesday, November 9th in Sacramento. The seminar is free, but you must have a reservation. Call pound 250 on your cell phone and say, talk to Mo." Again, from your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, talk to Mo" for your free reservation.
0: Compaq Asset Management is a registered investment advisor. Funds custodian Fidelity Institutional Wealth Services member FINRA SIPC.
3: Not all
2: certified
1: pre-owned vehicles are equal. Kitty here from my favorite Lexus dealer, Lexus of Sacramento, where their certified pre-owned vehicles have to pass a rigorous 161-point test. That certified pre-owned beauty then comes with a warranty for up to three years or 100,000 miles. Plus, you'll get new car financing rates, which are lower than typical used car rates. Get your certified pre-owned from Lexus of Sacramento and get peace of mind with it. 2600 Fulton Avenue online at LexusofSacramento.com. Come
3: you can make a difference join john and rena the hosts of the impact hour money 1055's newest show for a live event in roseville it's your chance to decide what your life will be all about go to simplygreatlives.com and register for your spot at the next seminar in roseville november 4th enter code money1055 and get 25 dollars off as seen on good day sacramento john and rena are making an impact it's your turn go to simplygreatlives.com start your journey today Live with passion. Make a difference and
1: come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 1055.
2: Welcome back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena. This is fantastic conversation that we're having. Today we're talking about overcoming busyness and time. Time is such a huge thing. We only have so much of it while we're here. And I have something really I'm excited to talk to you guys about, especially the parents out there. So we work with a lot of people to help them get clear on their life's purpose and live their calling and make a really huge difference in the lives of other people. And I hear from many, many parents this concern. The concern is, I don't want to take away from my kids to go and make an impact somewhere else. And I want to let you know that I totally get that. I am a strong advocate for the impact of a parent on their child. We can impact our kids in a way that will probably be deeper than anybody else will impact them. And it's a heavy responsibility. It's an important job that we have to do, and we only get to do it once, and we need to do it well. We need to do it to the best of our ability. And I want you to consider what you're trying to achieve in raising your kids, okay? So for John and I, obviously one of the things we strongly value is making a difference in people's lives, changing lives, contributing, helping to benefit people, helping to improve people. And we know that in order to do that, we need to improve ourselves to be more and more of service to people. <coughs> and I want to encourage you as parents to be aware of your opportunity as a role model, okay? So it's one thing to teach kids as though reading a lesson from a book to say, I want you to know it's very important how you're affecting other people. And I want you to really make a difference. And we want you, our child, to really contribute to society as you grow up. This is important. Now, if you're teaching a lesson like that, it's going to have much less impact than if you're out there and you're touching lives and you're showing them by example what it's like to really change people's lives and make that kind of difference. I believe that it's totally possible to bring the children along to help them be a part of that journey and see what it's like to impact people's lives so that you're not having to clock out of being a parent and go clock into making your impact, clock out of your impact and clock back into being a parent. That's much. It's possible to have it much more integrated than that. And so I bring that up for you to consider, is this something that you value enough to teach to your children? And if it is, wouldn't it be so much more powerful to teach them by doing it. And we had, I have a friend who made a comment, as John and I were pretty early on in our journey here. In fact, I think we were writing our book, Splash, Increase Your Life's Impact. And she's like, wow, you know, you're really giving your kids a front seat look at what it's like to make a difference in people's lives. And she just commented on how powerful that is of a lesson for them that they wouldn't learn just from um, from us telling them that it's important.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that phrase, probably it's not exactly the way I'm paraphrasing here, but it's, you know, I can't hear your words because your actions are screaming so loudly at me.
2: Right. And... I love parents' hearts. I know that they're wanting the very best for their kids as they're engaged in busyness, right? This is the standard in our culture. So as parents, I mean, I felt pressure like my kid should be in soccer. And he wanted to be in soccer. It's like, oh, thank God, because he's really supposed to be in soccer, you know. So I had to get him to practice, and the other one had band, you know. And it's like, oh, good. Now they're normal. They're involved in these activities. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the funny thing is, is, is evaluating those things. Things in retrospect, I, th- I think they learned some from it, but I don't know if those are really the life lessons that I would have picked for them. I don't know if those were the ideal ways for them to learn things. And sometimes kids are learning things through sports. Um, if the coach is deliberate, if you're deliberate about teaching as a parent, teaching through the sports activity... But I just want to call you to consider a bigger question. What is it that you're wanting to teach your kids? How are you wanting to shape their character and mold them? And what are some of the best activities that you can do to create that kind of impact in their life?
0: Right. A lot of times we send our kids to sports and different things because we want them to learn teamwork and, you know, kind of a work ethic. Uh, But if we don't talk about those things, if that's not talked about at all, they could just be learning to be busy. Yeah. Which is really not what I think we'd really want to pass on to our kids.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then they get the the added stress of the the full schedule and it may or may not be creating that that result that we want for them. So really important to evaluate.
0: Right. Definitely. Yep. Such such a responsibility and a privilege to be oh. instilling our values into our kids.
2: Yeah, this is, this is a big conversation, so I, I congratulate you, the listeners, for taking it in, and I encourage you to really take it on for yourself and, and really evaluate for yourself. What is the impact you want to have on your children, and how can you best do that? Wow, that's a good conversation. Yeah, definitely. That's great stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Another part of the discussion of time is this idea of waiting. So many of us are waiting. We're waiting for that perfect moment, for that perfect time. We're waiting. And we know we want to step into something bigger. We want to, you know, live our legacy. We want to discover our calling.
2: It all sounds really appealing. Sounds
0: appealing. It probably sounds a little scary and we're waiting for that perfect moment. (laughs) Here's perhaps news to some of you. There will not ever be that perfect moment. No, no, oh. it just doesn't work out that way. And a part of waiting for the moment might be waiting for permission, and that's probably not going to happen either. So your calling, your legacy that you want to live is yours. No one else owns that. Your boss isn't going to say, hey, I've got this great idea for you. Here's what I think your calling is. They're just not going to do that. That's for you to figure out. And they're not going to come and give you permission to do that because, frankly, you don't need permission. This is for you to do.
2: And there's nobody who's going to be encouraging us, you know, guiding us, to pushing us to leave a legacy, right? Usually it's more immediate needs that are placed in front of us. Hey, I need this fixed. I need this project done. You know, can you drive me here? There's all these urgent things. And it might not be the important things where we really want to put our focus.
0: That's right. So it really never is a good time. Life events never stop flowing in. I mean, just think about when was the last time you had six months just wide open (laughs) for you to explore your calling. That just rarely happens.
2: Yeah, it seems like there's always something, isn't there? There's a a medical issue going on. There's a financial crisis. There's a problem at work. uh, Relationship challenges um, between a couple, kids acting out and having problems. You know, the car breaks down. There's always something. And and even when we don't do that— even when something like that doesn't happen, we fill our time. We take on new projects. We, we go to improve our house. You know, we, we go on a trip. You know, we take something on. There's never just this huge, open, expanse of time where we have nothing else to do.
0: Yep. And part of it might be something going on in our subconscious. We could have perhaps, for example, a belief that if we are busy and active, then we're valuable. Hmm. And we start to feel empty, and oh no what 's going on if there 's nothing to do, maybe there 's something wrong with me, maybe i 'm not valuable, maybe there 's you know something 's wrong, and so you find ways to fill your time
2: i think that's that 's really important to look at and just to just to let it soak in a little bit the possibility that we are doing things in order to feel valuable okay that 's easy to do as a parent. Uh, as an employee, as a friend, you know, we're doing stuff because we want to be valuable and we want to be accepted and we want to be loved. I know we touched on that earlier, but the question is, is being busy and doing stuff, does that really make us valuable? Or are there other things that actually make us valuable, more intrinsic?
0: I want to vote for other things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cast your vote for that.
0: Yeah. This is an important topic, especially as the holidays come up. And uh, a lot of times we've noticed people kind of just shut down for the holidays. Nothing, you know, going to clear their schedules so they can participate on the holiday things. And
2: I'm already getting that. I'm like, people tell me, yeah, check back in with me in January. It's like, wow, two months really? That's that's a long time.
0: Yeah, yep. If you look at it from that end of life perspective, though, what is more important? At the end of your life, are you really going to be wishing that you had spent one more Christmas with family or would be far more satisfied if you had spent time to get clear on your life's purpose and got going living your legacy?
2: Well, and it's interesting because like you and I were talking about this the other day, it's not just a Christmas. You know, like a Christmas with the family, that's great. Who can say anything against that? But it's not just a Christmas with the family. It's it's the – Week leading up, several weeks leading up to it. It's the week afterward. Actually, it's um, from Thanksgiving through till New Year's that people are checking out and going. You know, I, I just I really can't focus on improving myself right now. I don't know about getting clear on my my purpose. Uh, I'll just you know maybe after the New Year. So it's it's a, it's it ends up being a very large chunk of time versus one day that can be special with family. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, or at least three days getting ready and then have that special time with them, certainly.
2: Yeah, just exploring some options that maybe maybe it doesn't have to look a certain way around the holidays because yeah. we tend to think it's got to be, you know, it's got to have the lights and it's got to have this and the pies and the this and the that, and maybe it doesn't have to have all that to have what we really want out of Christmas.
0: All right, we need to come to a break here pretty soon. We've been talking about waiting. What are we waiting for? and we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. You're listening to the impact hour.
3: You can make a difference. Join John and Rena, the hosts of the Impact Hour, Money 105.5's newest show for a live event in Roseville. It's your chance to decide what your life will be all about. Go to simplygreatlives.com and register for your spot at the next seminar in Roseville, November 4th. Enter code money1055 and get $25 off. As seen on Good Day Sacramento, John and Rena are making an impact. It's your turn. Go to simplygreatlives.com. Start your journey today. Live with passion,
1: make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 1055.
0: Welcome back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena. We are talking about being busy, overcoming busyness, and how we spend our time. and we were Or just, how
2: we invest our time. Or,
0: yes. Boom. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Much better, right?
2: Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, we've been talking about the idea of waiting. A lot of times we're waiting. And sometimes we don't even really know what we're waiting for. We know that there's more meaningful stuff to step into, but we're just waiting. Mm -hmm. And there's a a deeper thing at stake when we're waiting. And it really has to do with whether we're going to live our life passively or we're going to be active and intentional with our life. When we are waiting for some external circumstance to happen before we move forward and before we do anything – we are really living a passive life. Mm-hmm. When we do this, we're not fully in control over where our life goes because it always depends on what someone else decides, on some feeling that we may or may not have, on our job going a certain way, our boss making a certain decisions about which projects we should or shouldn't be on, and whether we have to work overtime. All these things, these external things, end up controlling the way our whole life goes.
2: That's really – that's a bummer. <laughs> I'm just going to say that's a bummer way to live, to feel like that feeling of not being in control. And, and it's so disempowering. And it's – what a powerful thing to realize that we have choice there and for how we use our time here on this planet.
0: Yeah. And I know it's been a journey for me. Um, admittedly, I lived life that way in the past. It was – it depended so much on what other people did for me to decide to do anything. And I lived very very reactively. And if I wanted to do something, I waited for something to happen or go a certain way and then decided or I didn't even decide. And uh, in a way, it was a little bit comfortable, which is – not great. Mm-hmm. It was comfortable because I didn't have to make any decisions. Mm-hmm. It's could, easy. I could always blame somebody else for my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that was the payoff. But the huge drawback is for me when I got to, to what I thought was the end of my life, I realized that that's really not great, that you just living reactively is, is really not a life at all.
2: It's not very satisfying, is it?
0: Not in the least,
2: so, yeah, there's left with I don't want to overstate it, but I don't think it is overstating it to say a sense of emptiness. Oh, yeah. I think you've said that when you weren't living your calling, there was a part of you that was dying each yes. day.
0: Each day, a part of me was was dying. Yes, I could feel it. Man, and
2: that's powerful.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we don't want you to live that way <laughs> at all. That's why we're here so a big part of this this is to get control over your life and it's a journey it's taking you're taking an active stance a little bit at a time you choose into to one thing and then you choose into another thing and over time you realize you can make more and more and more choices as you get more and more comfortable as you grow into it and uh You realize that you can make a bad choice and it's not the end of the world and you can just keep choosing and moving forward.
2: Well, that's awesome because I've made some mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, that's the kind of thing that would paralyze me is being afraid of making a mistake. And so I would not choose because I, I didn't want to make a mistake, so I didn't take action. So just an excellent observation. It's okay to get into action, make a mistake and correct and choose into something different.
0: I would go as bold as to say is if you haven't made any mistakes recently, you probably are living too small.
2: Mm. Similarly, I would say if you're if what you're doing to make a difference in people's lives doesn't make you at least a little scared, you're playing too small. There's something really, you're capable of more than that.
0: We all are, yes.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting, I had a conversation with our son yesterday, he's... 17 and got his driver's permit and uh, thinking about getting a car for the day when he's got his license and he also wants a computer so he was looking in to see how much money he had in his savings plus some you know, work that he's got coming up with us and you know, his chores and everything else and trying to figure out how can I get a computer and a car and it was, it was becoming clear that with what he had lined up it wasn't going to happen and so we started talking about, okay, if this, if you really want both of these, how can you make it work? And it's a totally different take on it to decide, okay, I'm going to make this happen. How can I make this happen? Totally different than like what you're talking about, seeing if it's going to happen, waiting for the opportunity for it to happen. It's like, no, it requires a decision, and then you can make it happen. You can free up the time. That's necessary to invest in your impact.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of angst in the, you know, put it in your calendar and see if it works out. <laughs> and then you're always looking at it. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? I think that's Maybe penciled it's in, Maybe going to happen.
2: Right?
0: <laughs> and, and, and if it's something important, it's uncomfortable until you actually make the decision to do it. And then all the discomfort just releases. Okay. And making that decision actually makes it easier.
2: So what are people deciding here? What are you talking about?
0: Uh, It could be a lot of things, but what we'd like our listeners to decide on is to move forward and to discover your calling and to live a legacy. And that is a process. Yes. We really encourage you all to start. Now, if you're going to do it on your own, which is not our first choice for you, but if that's what you want to do, the best way to do that by experience. Get into action. (laughs) Try things out. Evaluate. How does it feel? Is it satisfying?
2: Is it working?
0: Is it working? (laughs) All of that. And don't try it once and quit unless it was like really horrible. But give it a try for a while and then go, okay, you know, is this really where I want to invest my whole life into? And if it is, then you have probably found it.
2: Yeah. It it takes deliberate effort to get clarity on what you wanna be all about, on what you want your life to be about. What do you want to make different in the lives of other people? It requires a lot of deliberateness. And you know, we went the route of doing it on our own and it took a lot more years than it needed to than if we had support. But we did figure it out by being in action and it's like yeah yeah that's good but ooh, it's not quite it here let's try this over here so like we were doing financial coaching with people and did that for you know a few years before we realized well we want people to do well with their money so that they can make a difference i don't i don't think we ever would have landed on this if we had not done the financial coaching first right so it was it was essential like you're saying to get into action try stuff out evaluate it tweak it repeat
0: That's right. Now, now we know that that process can go through a lot faster if you do get support and help. And so we've gotten support, we have coaches now and it go and our progress is advancing much quicker by leaps and bounds.
2: Awesome. So we love, love, love to support people in getting clear on their life's purpose so that they can live their calling, live a legacy, make a difference, all that fantastic stuff. So we want to invite you to come and hang out with us Friday night. This Friday night, which is November 4th in Roseville, from 6 to 9 p.m., we have our Life Impact Academy. And you will get a taste of how awesome it is to make a difference that you're passionate about. This will be the beginning of your journey toward more meaning and more significance, stepping up into being a bigger version of you to be more of service to other people. And we would love for you to join us. You can register online at theimpacthour.com. By the way, the commercials say simplygreatlives.com, and that works too. You just have to look around a little bit for the events page. Or you can just go to theimpacthour.com. It's right there on the front, front page there. And you can even enter in the coupon code MONEY1055 to get $25 off. So that makes a ticket only $50, and that's just a fantastic deal, a fantastic opportunity for you to start investing in yourself and your journey toward making a fantastic difference in the world.
0: So for $50, you can start to change your whole life?
2: Absolutely. Wow. It's powerful. I love this seminar. It's, it's really a powerful start. Absolutely.
0: Definitely. <laughs> so if you imagine, by comparison, imagine Martin Luther King Jr. saying, you know, now's not a good time to lead a movement. You know, I'm pretty busy. Why don't you talk to me after the holidays?
2: Okay, that sounds pretty ludicrous.
0: That sounds ridiculous. (laughs) And I imagine a lot of you feel like, well, I'm not Martin Luther King Jr., so, you know, what are you talking about? We have a crazy belief. We think really it's not that crazy, but you might, (laughs) that you have the opportunity to make that level of impact with your life.
2: You have what it takes to make a huge difference in the lives of other people.
0: Now, you might not go on TV and you might not give this fantastic speech that goes down in history. That might not be how it is for you, but maybe you get clear and you decide you're a mentor and you mentor people and you mentor hundreds of people and they mentor hundreds of people. At the end of your life, there could be thousands or tens of thousands of people who are deeply impacted by your life. You have that level of impact to make, however it's supposed to look for you.
2: And know that there's that many people that won't be impacted, that won't have that improvement in their life without you stepping up. So there's people who need you to step up to be a bigger version of you to make that kind of difference in their lives.
0: And as you think about that for your life, you might be thinking, wow, this is kind of scary stuff. And if you're feeling a little fear, a little apprehension around it, that's normal. We got you. We got you. That's why we want you to come and have this be a part of your life and walk alongside and work with you on this.
2: You've got what it takes. You've been listening to the Impact Hour with John and Rena. Have an awesome week.
0: Business decisions can be daunting.
4: A. L. Harvey.